Today I'm sharing my five-year side hustle success story. Enjoy. Welcome to the Productivity Podcast, the show that will supercharge your productivity fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and become a Jedi Master of Productivity. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Productivity Podcast. Thank you for tuning into this episode as always. It is a pleasure to have you tuning in. I appreciate your time and attention because I know how valuable those things are. And today I would like to share a story with you. I want to share the story, the five-year story in fact, of my journey from full-time worker to now traveling, uh, full-time, self-employed, independent entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it. I'm still still figuring out a title for myself. And this is a post or a podcast that I've sort of been thinking about for quite a long time, pretty much since starting my side hustle. I've always thought about one day being able to write and share the story of, you know, the ups and downs of the entrepreneurial lifestyle and eventually being able to quit my job and and work for myself full time. It's something I've thought about uh, for a while. And so it's a real pleasure and it's really exciting to be able to write this blog post and share this podcast, this story with you today. Uh, So if you want to have a read of the timeline of events, I've actually included some nice photos as well over the last few years. If you want to have a read of my story, you can find the written show notes for this episode at paulminers.com slash 63. Now then, before we get into it, just a quick travel update from myself and Haley. We're currently in Vietnam, um, recording this podcast from our Airbnb in Hoi An. Uh, sorry, no, excuse me, Hanoi. We moved from Hoi An earlier in the week. We're now in Hanoi. We're here for sort of uh, about a week, just over a week, uh, before we then fly to Japan, where we'll be staying for about three weeks. And we've been having a fantastic time on our travel adventure and uh, we sort of mix of work and exploring, currently working about 20 hours per week at the moment. And um, it's been great sort of balancing work and taking the time to really focus on my business now that I'm not uh, working a full-time job. So it's been great to have the extra time, but at the same time, of course, not working too hard, traveling, exploring, adventuring at the same time as well has been, it really so far has just been a truly life-changing experience. It's a real honor. We feel very lucky to be going to all these different uh, places and um, definitely wouldn't have been possible. Actually, that's that's not true. I mean, (laughs) an expression which is easy to say, I I feel like I want to say it wouldn't be possible if I wasn't working for myself. It's not true, of course. People do go traveling uh, all the time and there's many ways that you can travel and travel and work and it just so happens that, of course, I'm using this uh, transition from full-time um, worker to now being self-employed, this transition to um, kind of support uh, uh, the both of us while we travel. So, I mean, that's just how I'm doing it. But I do feel very fortunate that we are able to travel and work at the same time. And um, I'm pleased with the business that I've been able to build to do that. And anyone that's interested in starting their own side hustle, or maybe you have a side hustle at the moment and you're wanting to earn more of an income, eventually be able to work for yourself full-time, I'm actually going to be pre-selling a program very soon that will teach you how to emulate what I've done. I very much want to share the behind the scenes, the systems and the processes and the techniques that I use to generate an income online through virtual consulting, which I think is one of the quickest and easiest ways to earn an income online without having to build an audience first and sell a product. I think you can become a virtual consultant very quickly and start to earn a pretty decent side income. And if you want to use that to travel or quit your job or or just have a little bit of extra income, uh, that's up to you. But yeah, that's the... Uh, project program I'm working on right now. I'm going to be pre-selling that very soon. By pre-sell, what I mean is I'm going to be uh, 
releasing the program for sale before I've even made it. And I'm going to be using that pre-sale as an opportunity to actually firstly validate whether the program, the course is something that I should make because if people don't buy it during the pre-sale, maybe that's an indication that I shouldn't waste time making it. And also it'll give people an opportunity to buy the program at a discount and those people that purchase during the pre-sale will have an opportunity as well to actually give input on what goes into the finished product. So are we inviting people to a private Facebook group and those people will have the opportunity to contribute to the content of the pro of the product so that eventually, uh, essentially, I can make something that you specifically want. So keep an eye out on my email list for updates of that coming very soon. Right, now on to the content for today's episode, this story, my side hustle story. And... Um, yeah, this is a story I've been I've been wanting to tell for a long time. It makes me think back to you know when I was working full time many years uh, you know when I was uh, my first job at Mighty Ape and then more recently working in marketing with my friend at iRefi.co.nz. I would uh, often get distracted during the day. I'd watch the clock and be itching to get back home so that I could work on my business. And this dream of being able to work for myself was um, uh, something that has just always been inside me and, and really sort of um, has, has kept me itchy over the years, you know, as I've gone through different jobs. I've always had this thing in the back of my mind. And I know how hard it can be to leave your job and make the leap to, leap to full-time self-employment. I know how many people out there are probably or could be still struggling through what I had to go through. And if this is you, if you are building a business on the side while working full-time, I hope that you can uh, listen to this podcast or read my blog post and gain some insights on how to make that transition from full-time work to self-employed indie entrepreneur. Uh, so hopefully this, this uh, episode today gives you some ideas. Now, firstly, I want to go through a timeline of events. I've written down this timeline. You can have a look at paulminers.com slash 63. I'm going to read through it now, and I'm going to go through the timeline of key events that really have uh, um, the, key, the key things that stick out um, over my side hustle journey. And, and to, to put this timeline together, I actually went back over my calendar for years and years, five years, in fact, to um, put together the key milestones. And it was really good fun actually going back through my calendar to, to try and find these key moments. So we go all the way back to the beginning of 2012. In April 2012, I was in my final year at university. And it was during that final year, first semester, April 2012, I read the four-hour work week for the very first time. And uh, I would end up reading this book about four or five more times between then and eventually traveling this year. It really has been one of the cornerstone books that I've sort of tried to base my business off and the advice I've tried to follow quite closely in building my business. Uh, the 4-Hour Workweek, if you haven't read it, uh, where have you been? It's an incredibly popular business and productivity book. But if you haven't read it, it's a fantastic book all about how to build a passive income business and basically remove your time from the income generation equation. So it's been a big, important book in my journey. September 2012, I purchased my domain name, paulminers.com, and I created a free WordPress website. Um, I then started blogging about nothing in particular, really, just random ideas mostly. November 2012, I then finished my final university exams and I secured my Bachelor of Commerce degree majoring in marketing and entrepreneurship. And I began a marketing job um, pretty pretty soon after that um, at mightyape.co.nz, which is an online store in New Zealand. And uh, that was where I learned about online advertising, social media, email marketing, and what it's like uh, to work a nine-to-five job. And excuse me, at this point, I just want to pause. I don't know if there's a slight echo on my microphone. I'm recording this in our Airbnb and I think... Um, might be a bit of an echo bouncing off the wall, so I do apologize for that. 
And then we get into early 2013. Um, so this 2013 was really the year of my first job. I was really focused on work and uh, I was loving, I loved Mighty Ape. Um, I soaked up all the lessons that I learned like a sponge. And during this first year, I worked hard. I learned a lot about how to be more productive at work. And it was where, where I was able to test lots of ideas on productivity. And I, I got rewarded with um, lots of new projects handed to me. Management seemed to think I was um, doing a good job and it was, it was a great feeling. And it was during my time at Mighty Ape that I discovered this project management tool called Asana. As you may know, I'm a huge Asana fan. It's the uh, productivity tool I probably talk about the most on my blog and, and recommend a lot. And it was um, over the coming months, uh, I, I ended up um, helping transition our company, Mighty Ape, to Asana and train, I think it was about over 50 staff on, on how to use this uh, productivity software. In May 2013, uh, my wife Haley and I, or then girlfriend, but um, <clears throat> Haley and I purchased our first home and we moved in a month later. And we spent pretty much the rest of the year covered in paint because we were renovating and decorating the house. Uh, that was a lot of good fun and, and consumed a lot of my spare time, actually. Um, I wasn't really side hustling at this point, but it consumed a lot of my spare time, uh, weekends and things. And then November 2013, I completed my first half marathon, finished in 129.55. Uh, I was actually the last runner to come in under an hour and a half. And I, I only share this because uh, I, I like to, I like while putting this timeline together, I liked to record some of the key moments from each year. Uh, and that was definitely a, a key milestone for me. 2014, the side hustle begins. In early 2014, I was enjoying work a lot, um, but I sort of reminded myself that the goal at the end of the day was still to be my own boss. And after rereading the four-hour work week again, I um, came up with the idea to create a course called AdWords for Students. And that was basically an online course to teach students about Google AdWords um, and how they can put that to use and use it to get their first job, pretty much like me, because I'd I'd come from university, hadn't really learned things like AdWords, but I was using it every day so I thought this is something students should know about and so I created a Kickstarter campaign to fund and validate that idea but it was a total flop um, so yeah that was kind of my first failure uh, but yeah it was, it was good because using the Kickstarter campaign was a great way to see if it was worth pursuing the idea inevitably it wasn't in March that year, I took part in Tough Mudder. I ended up injuring my knee, which um, uh, continued to be a pain for the rest of the year, and it actually ruined my plans of doing the full marathon. Um, but there you go. Late 2014, I completed Simon Sinek's online program, Learn Your Why, and I have a link to his program in my show notes at paulminers.com slash 63. And I completed his course to learn more about myself. And using the insights from that program, I started blogging about productivity and self-improvement. And I rebranded my website and set up a proper hosting with Bluehost and, you know, got a nice theme set up and plugins and things on WordPress and really started to focus in on the productivity. Uh, so it was really, yeah, end, end of 2014, that the sort of um, Paul Miner's brand, as you kind of know today, with, focused on productivity. That's sort of when it came to be. And during the end of 2014, uh, my friend Chuck agreed to be a guinea pig so that I could teach him about productivity and used that as an opportunity to come up with the structure of a coaching program. 2015, this was the year um, of my first few sales online and, and product launches. In January 2015, using advice from what the most successful people do before work and the miracle morning, I started waking up at 5 a.m. That was when my early morning routine began so that I could work on my side business before work. I also set up a MailChimp email list and I created my first email course, the seven-day productivity plan as a way of collecting email subscribers. 
February 2015, I started work on a paid online course, which I called the six-week productivity program, um, which I would sell as an extension of my email course. And I actually hosted a webinar to promote this course. And a grand total of six people, that's right, six, turned up to that webinar. And uh, the launch was a total flop. And so I sort of went back to the drawing board there. 28th of March 2015, I married my high school sweetheart, Hayley, and uh, family flew in to New Zealand all the way from the UK, Australia, all around the world, and we had a massive party, and it was, still to this day, the best day of my life. 2015, uh, sorry, April 25th, 2015, it was on a Saturday morning, uh, I woke up and I had made my first online sale worth $9.99. And I sold an ebook version of my uh, seven-day productivity plan. And I really, I couldn't believe it. I actually had to, I ran back into the bedroom to tell Haley that I'd made money online. And this was a very standout moment for me. It was very weird to think that someone somewhere in the world had sent me money, had used their credit card to purchase a product that I had created using my computer. You know, something that's not even tangible, doesn't, there's no physical thing. I just sold some information. And this was a huge moment for me. Making that first sale was just uh, extremely exciting. Uh, quarter number two, uh, Q2 2015, I focused a lot of my energy on building an audience so that the next product I launched would have a bit more attention. So I put time and energy into writing blog posts, guest posts, and I created my productivity podcast. Uh, meanwhile, work was um, becoming a bit more tedious by this stage. I was getting a bit bored. My progress, my self-development had stalled a bit. And the excitement for work, uh, the excitement of working for myself was sort of destroying my motivation at work because the idea of working for myself was really exciting. I really wanted that to be a thing. Uh, all the time at work, I was thinking about it and it, it destroyed my motivation at work as a result. Q3 2015, I, I um, worked on a new product, the Personal Productivity Toolkit, which contains eBooks, videos, interviews, and other resources. And uh, I started work on that and there was a lot to do. And I was also trying to keep up with publishing regular content on my blog. And I quickly found out that uh, there just weren't enough hours in the day. So I was very busy during during this stage. August 2015, I had uh, I handed in my notice to leave my job. And while I couldn't support myself just yet, I, I, did, uh, I took this opportunity to pursue uh, um, the opportunity to work with my friend Chuck on his new mortgage-broking business. And in September 2015, Haley and I went on our honeymoon to Bali. And we loved it so much that as soon as we got home, we wanted to go back. And it was during this time I started my new job as well uh, in marketing at iRefi and uh, started learning about um, giving mortgage advice. And I actually trained up as a mortgage advisor over the next year. October 2015, I launched my personal productivity toolkit and I, I made my first few thousand dollars selling this product. It's, it wasn't a runaway success, but it wasn't a total failure like some of the other ideas that I tried to launch. And for the rest of the year, I worked on improving the product and the sales funnel around that as well to grow the numbers. In December 2015, while uh, trying to heal my knee, heal my knee I, um, I read Unbreakable Runner by Brian McKenzie, and I learned how CrossFit can actually help me to condition, uh, help condition you for long distance running without spending hours pounding the pavement. It's sort of like a more productive approach to running training. And so I completed an on-ramp course and quickly developed an obsession for CrossFit, and I forgot all about the running. Um, so yeah, I am one of those people, I'm sorry to say. Uh, 2016, this is when the side hustle takes off. Now, in early 2016, I refocused my attention on growing my audience and adding as many people to my sales funnel as I could. Uh, I also worked with my first few productivity coaching clients in New Zealand and Australia, and these are people who purchased the strategy edition of my toolkit, which included some, some consulting, some coaching. 
And I decided that if I'm going to leave my, my job, my new job, um, I can't just rely on product sales. I need to do some kind of consulting. And I, I aim to earn about $4,000 per month, um, which is the figure I came up with to be able to cover business expenses, kind of pay my mortgage and replace my salary. And during this time in early 2016, Haley and I made plans to travel around Southeast Asia for six months in 2017, which we're now doing. And so now I had a bit of a deadline to work with. In March 2016, I set up a coaching program to help people with productivity, but finding clients was hard, and so I thought maybe I need a better offer. And as an experiment, I listed myself as an, as an expert on Clarity.fm, and this is a, a sort of online expert directory. And I listed myself as an expert in things like Asana, productivity, and MailChimp. I just listed some skills that I have. And I booked a call with a client in San Francisco who needed help with Asana, and I just thought, hey, great, I can help you with that. In Q2 2016, I uh, continue taking calls on Clarity and helping people with productivity and Asana in particular. And I notice, um, uh, I also noticed during this time, I'm getting a lot of traffic from Google for people searching for my book summaries. So it was during this time that I started writing my new ebook guidelines uh, that appeals to book lovers. In June 2016, I decided to double down on the Asana Consulting, and I positioned myself as an expert in this niche. And uh, it's a very targeted market, but it, it, it paid off uh, because since niching down, I've been discovered online through people searching for like Asana Consulting on Google. And... Um, uh, because there isn't as much competition in this space, it's easier to get clients. And I closed my first few fixed price clients during this time, actually moving away from hourly billing, effectively doubling my hourly rate. And uh, Haley and I continued with our, our travel plans during this time, and we actually booked a flight to Bali and had a, a concrete plan, a deadline to leave in January 2017. In August 2016, Haley and I decided to sell our house before we leave for our trip, and so we listed it for sale. And in the final quarter of 2016, uh, the Asana Consulting was going really well, and for the, first, uh, for the last couple of months, I'd been matching my full-time salary through consulting and the product income that I was generating. And so I planned my exit from my refi and intended on finishing up at the end of the year. And I decided to branch out and actually help businesses with other products uh, and tools like Pipedrive and MailChimp, which are just the tools that I've you know, come to use and become an expert on. And uh, I also continue with product development on guidelines and the seven-day productivity plan and my toolkit as well. And I just add more resources, packaging options. And uh, during this time, we managed to sell the house. We timed the market pretty well. And uh, we throw away tons of old junk, putting the rest of our stuff into storage. On the 16th of December 2016, I finished my last day at work at iRefi uh, and my last official day of full-time self-employment. Um, and uh, I pretty much began to freak out about the idea of uh, full-time self-employment. It was kind of a scary moment. In 2017, this is where I take the side hustle full-time. On the 10th of January 2017, Haley and I said goodbye to our friends and family, and we headed to Auckland International Airport to begin our six-month travel adventure. And for Q1 2017, um, I, for the first kind of portion of our trip, I had a moment of panic initially when we arrived in Bali, and I, I couldn't help but think, oh my gosh, what if it all goes wrong? Why, why did we sell the house? What if we made a mistake? And I quickly start to, but I quickly start to relax, and um, we spend the next uh, seven weeks in Bali, Indonesia, working about 15 to 20 hours per week, 
sunbathing, surfing, doing CrossFit, exploring, and pretty much, and I was earning um, uh, more, the same, if not more than I was full time and working half the time uh, while traveling. So it was great. And then we moved on and we spent three weeks in Cambodia. And of course now we are in Vietnam. And so it's been an incredible journey, actually, uh, this, this transition over the last few years, struggling with battling full-time so, uh, full work and trying to build a side business. It's been, uh, it's had many ups and downs. And so one of the other things I wanted to do today was share some of the main lessons that I've learned along the way. So some key takeaways, some really big things that stand out for me. Number one is that nothing really beats persistence and hard work. Um, as you can no doubt hear from my, me telling my, my story, my journey, um, from full-time worker to self-employed, uh, it, it took quite a while. You know, I started uh, the, the side hustle really at kind of end of 2014. There were a few key milestones um, or key moments before that, but it really started end of 2014. And there were lots of ups and downs along the way, but it was, and it was a long journey. And I can think of times when I spent weeks or even months on an idea that I thought would be a real game changer only to have all assumptions about that idea proven wrong. And so what I've learned is that regardless of what you do, you can create the success that you're after by working hard enough and persisting through these, these ups and downs. Uh, no matter how many times you fail, just keep going. This is probably the most important thing I've learned. It can be really demoralizing and unmotivating when you have an idea and you try and bring it to life and it doesn't go the way you plan. I get that. It's really hard when that happens, but just keep going because it kind of becomes a point where you're just playing the odds. If you keep trying everything you can, eventually you're going to strike gold. Uh, number two is to focus on the big rocks. Uh, what I mean here is, um, if you haven't have a look, at, have a read of the story about the philosopher and his jar of rocks. Um, I've got a link to that story on my um, in my show notes. But the gist of the story is, philosopher. He's he's teaching at a school or a university, and he has a jar. He puts rocks in the jar, and he asks the students, Are the, "Is the jar full?" And they say yes. And then he gets uh, some pebbles and he pours all these pebbles into the jar and they, the pebbles fill all the cracks between the big rocks. And he asks the students, is the jar full now? And they say yes. He then gets uh, a, a glass of sand and he pours sand into the jar and that fills all the space between the pebbles. And he asks the students, what about now? Is the jar full? And they say, yes, it's definitely full now. And then finally he takes um, a glass of water and he pours water into the jar and it fills all the gaps between the rocks and the sand and the pebbles. And he, he asks the students, what about now and finally they 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 can see the point and yes the glass or uh, the jar is full but the moral of this story and what i'm trying to highlight here is that you need to focus on the big rocks first if you let the little things consume your time if you put the water and the sand into the jar first you'll actually have no space for rocks and so you need to focus on those big pillars, those big things that are going to move the needle the most on your business. And this is kind of similar to the 80-20 principle, you know, what 20% uh, what of inputs are going to generate 80% of your outputs. And so for me, in my, uh, in my case, like I would often spend loads of time fiddling with button colors and weird website designs and things and stuff really that had no impact on my income generating ability and instead I should have gotten I should have focused on consulting sooner because it was a far quicker way of generating the income I needed to quit my job rather than trying to build an audience and sell products I should have focused on the consulting sooner the third key takeaway is to niche down and uh, stand out and I only found success with consulting after I specialized in a very specific skill, so helping people or businesses with Asana. And this is a skill that I already possessed because remember I helped the company I worked for to set up Asana back in 2013. And I could have tried helping companies with you know, technology or 
project management, but I didn't. I chose to help them with the one specific thing I know a lot about where I could be an expert, where I could really stand out. And there aren't many people specializing in this skill, which is why it's easier to get clients and get paid a good fee because I am so specialized. And after finding success with this, I was able to then branch out and offer other uh, services for other specific tools that I have experience with. And the fourth kind of key outcome uh, or the key takeaway that I've really learned is to just sometimes you just need to go for it. One of the biggest motivators that kept me moving was this commitment that we'd made to go traveling. After we booked our flight to Bali, I had a firm deadline in mind and I thought to myself, I need to replace my income before we leave. Now, of course, you know, you don't have to earn a full-time income in order to go traveling. Lots of people travel while not even earning any, excuse me, earning anything. Uh, but this is the goal that I set to myself. I said, before we leave, I want to basically replace my income from work. And by drawing this line in the sand, I worked even harder to make sure I could hit this goal in time. And the great thing about setting a deadline like this is that once I left my job, I had a way, I had way more time to grow my business. Uh, it was this idea of, you know, if I'd replaced my income working 15 hours a week, I could do way more working 20, 30 hours a week. And um, so sometimes you do just need to go for it and take a leap in order to actually give yourself the time, the energy, the breathing room to grow your side business even more. And so those are the key takeaways that I've really that have really stood out for me while while building my business. And I hope you enjoyed that um, kind of behind the scenes look at the timeline of events over the last few years. It's um, it's been a really exciting journey. But I want to hear from you. I would if you've got a side hustle or a business that you're working on, I really want to hear from you. And um, please share with me in the comments for this episode at paulminers.com slash 63. Tell me, what is your business about? What are you working on? What challenges are you facing? How are you going to make the transition to full-time self-employment? I really want to hear from you. And like I said at the beginning, keep an eye out for the pre-sale details of my new program coming out very soon where I want to teach you how you can emulate the success that I've had and basically uh, create this side hustle and, uh, which can ultimately help you to go full-time. So thank you very much for listening to this episode and I'll catch you next time on the Productivity Podcast. My name is Paul Miners and thank you for listening to this episode of the Productivity Podcast. For me, productivity is a tool for getting more out of life. I believe that if you can be more effective and efficient, not just at work, but in everything that you do, that this, I truly believe, is the pathway to a happier and more fulfilling lifestyle. Join me at paulminers.com and sign up to my free email course, The 7-Day Productivity Plan, to learn more about my approach to productivity and how I balance multiple projects, uh, how I use different apps within my productivity system, and how I get more done with less stress. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you could leave me a review. Let me know if you have any questions or what you'd like to learn more about. And who knows, maybe I'll decide to talk about it on the show. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you next time on the Productivity Podcast.